Welcome to The Reflecting Pool. I'm Bijan Karimi. During these informal conversations, my guests and I discuss thesis research being done by CHDS students and what it's like to be part of the master's program. We spend time talking about the spark that led to topic selection, research challenges, and how the topic relates to the broader homeland security enterprise. Chris Kimry is a lieutenant with the U.S. Coast Guard stationed at Sector San Francisco and was a member of Master's Cohort 1402. I met him at his home in Nevada, California, where he and his wife are raising their five kids. Chris came to NPS to gain a different sense of what Homeland Security is, how the Coast Guard fits into that, and what do future changes in Homeland Security mean for the Coast Guard. I started our discussion by asking Chris why he chose his thesis topic and its connection to the Coast Guard. Um, I have 18 months, I can write about whatever I want, I have no limits, and uh, just write something smart. And so I took that opportunity. I wanted to learn something entirely different, and uh, so I jumped right in, both feet deep end, and, and did something totally outlandish. In Chris's thesis, he quotes Rahm Emanuel, who states that, in crisis there is opportunity. Uh, at the height of the economic crisis, he had said, uh, in crisis is opportunity. And that's kind of the, the famous thing that was published. And, but there's a second part of the quote. And the second part of the quote is that in crisis is opportunity to do something that you weren't otherwise able to do before. Right? And that's, that's the meat of the matter. Right? That's the, reactive, uh, the opportunity for reactive governance. Something bad happens, now you have this opportunity to put forth legislation. But it was the Benghazi hearings that really clarified the concept of the issue attention cycle. I'm running on the treadmill in the gym right as uh, in aid of Hillary Clinton uh, gets up and is being uh, questioned about Benghazi. Uh, he's being uh, questioned by, um, by a committee and he says, uh, he goes, Benghazi, he goes, why does that even matter? That was like four years ago, right? And, uh, and I thought, why does that matter, right? Well, because it's, because it's terrorism, because it matters, right? It, it impacts national security. That's why it matters. Why don't people care about that anymore? And I got to looking at that and peeling back that uh, and, and pulling on that thread a little bit more. And, uh, and that's where I came up with this whole idea of reactive governance in the policy window and looking at issues like terrorism, what, uh, what you find pretty quickly after doing a little bit of research is that the issue is important initially, but only initially. And then it very quickly wanes from the public's attention and, and its political attention. And uh, once it wanes, it's very hard to regain that. In order to study issue attention and emerging opportunity, Chris borrowed from Newtonian physics to study 25 crisis events in detail. I thought uh, if I wanted to, uh, to judge, if I wanted to be able to differentiate the power, uh, the force that a particular crisis has, that the best way to do that is to give it the same sort of treatment that, uh, that Newton uh, used. And so that's exactly what I did. So I took these quantitative uh, values, created uh, a formula using the same uh, formulas uh, for, uh, for mass and acceleration. That equation is F equals MA, or force equals mass times acceleration. So he effectively scored different crises. 
by assigning quantitative values in place of qualitative descriptions for five characteristics, scope, intensity, time, resources, and cause, a mass value for each event was created. That was multiplied by the total number of congressional hearings that occurred over the time they took place, creating a value for acceleration. Multiplied together, this created a crisis net value, or the force of the crisis. When the 25 events were put on a scatter plot, they fell into roughly three clusters. In looking at all these crises, these 25 or so uh, different events that, uh, that we looked at, um, the black swans tended to group together, the 99th percentile. And uh, so those were like uh, Exxon Valdez, Deepwater Horizon, Hurricane Katrina, 9-11, these major events were unexpected when they occurred, but looking back in retrospect, we should have seen those things. The second grouping that, uh, or cluster of events that, uh, that tended to group were um, wicked problems. Uh, so your wicked problems are, um, those are the events that uh, continue to emerge, that they, uh, that they tend to emerge um, over time, year after year after year, uh, that they are the intractable, insolvable problems. Tend to be things like, uh, immigration, climate change, global warming. And then the last cluster was uh, socially complex or domestic issues, so race relations, riots, um, earthquake, tornadoes, uh, things, you know, Joplin, um, things of that nature tend to reserve in, into the socially complex. So how does this relate to opportunities in crisis? And another concept he discusses, punctuated change. If you look at uh, the New Deal, uh, that was a good example of a punctuated change of governance, a, a huge um, a huge turning point or a new chapter in, in the age of governance that created a, a very large growth in, uh, in GDP. September 11th, uh, same sort of thing. Uh, you have this event that occurs. We were spending, I think, three about 3% annually on Homeland Security. So if we'd continued to spend at that rate, we would have, uh, by the time September 11th occurred and beyond, we'd be spending about, I think, about $20 billion annually. Uh, from September 11th to uh, 2011, uh, we've spent a, almost $650 billion. And that, that's, a, that's a significant uh, reactive change in governance. That's a punctuated change in governance. I asked Chris what class was the most helpful at NPS. He said it wasn't one class in particular. You know, um, I, don't, I don't think that there was one class in particular. Uh, it was the professors, I think, that were most helpful. Each one had a different background. Rodrigo uh, has, a, uh, has a strong policy background, and so uh, we had, had some pretty good dialogue in email. Bellavita is another one uh, who has a theoretical background, uh, which is great, uh, because um, things like this are, are uh, are theory-based, right, and they're very, very complex, but that doesn't, uh, that doesn't stop him. So he was very, very helpful to me. Uh, in talking with the professors, they turned me on to other portions of the uh, uh, MPS that other students weren't visiting. So that was like the core labs and, and, uh, and some other folks uh, that had studied uh, visual analytics and things like that, right? <laughs> I had an opportunity to go and see and meet and talk to those folks and see what they were doing and how that would relate to my thesis. That was very, very helpful. Uh, and then uh, 
And then Ted Lewis, uh, who was my um, on my thesis committee, he used to teach at MPS. But in talking with the instructors, uh, said uh, they said, you know, you ought to talk to Ted Lewis because he is um, he is the subject matter expert in some of what you're doing and, and would be very valuable. He left me with these parting words about NPS. If there's something that uh, that they wanted to study, uh, even if it seems like something that is insurmountable, something they can't do in 18 months, or, uh, or something that is just totally unrelated to their job. And uh, don't let that be a deterrent, right? Don't be dissuaded by that. As a matter of fact, I would say that that should be some sort of a, um, a catalyst, a fuel for, for them, that uh, you can do it in 18 months, right? It just takes effort. It just takes effort. It takes a good plan. Uh, to do that. And so use your resources, use your peers. Uh, so you have all the tools to, to be able to solve the most intractable problems, right? It's just a matter of effort and dedication to do it, I mm-hmm. think. Chris describes himself as a lifelong learner. His NPS participation has motivated him to continue his graduate level education, and he's headed to Penn in the fall of 2016 to start a public policy master's degree. I hope you've enjoyed hearing about Chris Kimry's thesis, Learning to See Opportunities in Crisis and Catastrophe. For more information on this research, visit the Homeland Security Digital Library at www.hsdl.org and search for Issue Attention Cycle. The Center for Homeland Defense and Security is the nation's homeland security educator and part of the Naval Postgraduate School in Monterey, California. Since 2002, CHDS has provided a neutral educational forum where current and future homeland security leaders learn, discuss and debate policies, strategies, programs and organizational elements to counter terrorism and handle catastrophic events. For more information on the CHDS Masters, Executive Leadership or other academic programs, browse to www.chds.us. Thank you for listening. I hope you'll join me again.